You're listening to Bird Means Business, episode 45. Hey, party people. I hope that you are having an incredible day. And I think this show, tuning into this show, might be the highlight of your week because I can't wait for you to hear from today's guest, Kirby Smith of Active Faith Sports. Kirby and her husband, Lanny, have been friends of ours for years. And I'm really, really honored to have her on the show. Here's a little bit about her. So Kirby is an award-winning entrepreneur and executive with a passion for business, education, and philanthropy. As a former track star and athlete and distinguished inner city school teacher, Kirby is now chief of operations for Active Faith Sports, a Christian sports apparel brand she founded with her husband, Lanny, way back in 2010. Now, years later, Active Faith is a global brand with sales in 92 countries. Y'all, Kirby's leadership has been pivotal in the brand being named by Inc. Magazine as one of the 500 fastest growing private companies in America. What? And I get to call her friend. That's amazing. She is so inspiring. Like I said, I can't wait for you to hear from her. But I want to say Active Faith is a really big deal. It's a huge brand. Y'all might see when you watch the Super Bowl, the trophy hoisted up. I've seen so many times athletes wearing Active Faith bands, Active Faith, you know, apparel. So it's a big deal. It's part owned by Steph Curry and Case Keenum. And it just really amazes me that, you know, I'm able to chat it up with Kirby and glean wisdom from her. And again, that's why I love having guests on the show you know, veteran entrepreneurs who have been in the game, who have put in the sweat and blood and tears and all of that to really show you like what it looks like, you know, on the other side or behind the scenes. So I should also say that outside of these accolades and the incredible things she's done with her brand, Kirby is one of the most sincere, kind, gracious human beings I've ever met. You know, knowing her as a friend, I can't tell you how inspired I am by her really every day. If you follow her on social media, you see her always ready to motivate and inspire. So when I tell you that you're in for a treat, I mean it. Let's jump right in. Kirby, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How are you doing? I am doing well, Ashley, and thank you so much for having me. I feel honored and blessed that you would think of me to come on your podcast, and I'd love to support. So yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm so excited to have you on because you are an incredible inspiration for me and Terry, our family. We love you and Lanny so much. And just seeing what you've done with Active Faith has been incredible. So I just feel like there's so many people in my audience who are looking to launch and grow their businesses who can draw so much from your story. So I'm just really excited to jump in. I know that we have been friends for years And it's crazy though. I don't think I've ever heard of your entrepreneurial story from the beginning. So kind of just share a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today. Well, what's actually funny in that is because I didn't really first consider myself to be an entrepreneur. And it's so funny. I always think like, I didn't choose this life. This life chose me, you know? But when I actually think back and start to reflect on when it actually kind of started, I can think back to like high school and middle school when I was actually selling candy, selling t-shirts to people, you know, and then fast forward, I was, you know, teaching and coaching. And when the opportunity came, even with Acts of Faith, I didn't really realize or know that it was going to start to be a full new career. And 
I was basically going to end up quitting my job and doing this full time. So it wasn't even something that I actually planned. It kind of literally just worked itself out. And it was kind of like, honestly, how I feel like the story and the way that God wanted it to be. And the reason I say that is because I'm such a person that is structured. I like, I have everything kind of planned out and that is completely the opposite of what it is to be an entrepreneur. What day yep. like, you know? And I know, you know, I mean, it's like we plan everything and like for things to go exactly how we plan. And that's just not how it is in this world. I was teaching and coaching and Lanny had finished playing and God gave him a vision to, you know, start a sports appeal brand. And so he kind of started telling me about it, telling me about it. And I started at that time feeling God pulled me in a different direction. When I said, I love teaching, I love coaching, I love my kids. And I couldn't figure out why I was starting to have that feeling all of a sudden. So I really started praying, praying and asking God and trying to get clarity on that. And Marilyn asking, well, what is that you go to bed at night? What do you wake up thinking about? And I, it was so crazy. I was like, it's really acts of faith. And because we both have always been deep in our, you know, big in our faith, obviously sports is our life. And so those things merging together was just, it seemed like it was just something that made perfect sense. And so at the time I'm like, well, I'm not moving back home for my poor man, you know? So I went back and got into school and, you know, we just started building active things. We started working on it, working on it. And it just really took a life of its own. And that's really how I got out of my structured life into entrepreneurial. Oh my goodness. That is a beautiful story. And I want to talk about something you said, because it's something I've heard a lot lately. You said, I didn't really consider myself as an entrepreneur. I had a strategy session with a young lady who just launched a product-based business recently. And she was like, it's weird. She has a full-time job. She's like, I don't really think of myself as an entrepreneur. And I've heard recently someone else said the same thing. And so how did you make that mental shift, like that mindset shift to like, okay, I'm going to own this. How did that look for you? Well, for me, honestly, my dad has been, really been impactful in my life. And my dad was an entrepreneur. You know, he had several businesses that he always ran. And so I guess moving back there and this being something that I was starting to do, he understood it. He understood it where a lot of times parents, especially in the other generation, they're so used to the structure, of course, and things going in a certain way and not going outside that box because you just want to make sure that you're prepared. And so having him there alongside was just critical as well because he understood and he supported the journey. He knows what it was going to be like for the ups and downs. And it wasn't something that, you know, would make him feel like, okay, you don't need to be doing this. You need to find something else to do. He was there to support and to continue to speak life into what it was that I was, you know, thinking or feeling at those times. And just always looking for the next thing or always just looking for a way around or different strategies really just helped too. And so I think that kind of started to shift my mindset as well. And to know that it's not going to look a certain way and that's okay, you know, and just being okay with following and trusting the journey along the way, because like I said, it's not going to just be a complete blueprint where, you know, your story is going to look different from mine. Your audience's story is going to look different from mine as well. That's okay. Everybody's story is beautiful. Everybody's journey is different. That is so key and so valuable to have that support from your dad. And I say that from my own experience with my parents being the opposite. I was first generation college student. And when I said that I was going to start a business and like I'd be on my computer working, you know, my dad was like, girl, that's not working. He didn't understand that I could be working on my computer. He thought I needed to go to a building and work. And so it was a challenge. I mean, he was always very supportive, but he did not get it at all. Yeah, and, and, you know, that comes from a place of love and just wanting to make sure that you're okay and, you know, your future is okay. And they just want to, you know, want to make sure that we're doing what's best for us. But a lot of times, 
like you said, they may not completely understand. And so, you know, they have to kind of see it where we're walking by faith and they're it's like, well, I need to see it. But yeah. Eventually will. And then they end up being just super proud of you. And I think encouraged just by seeing what you're doing. Yeah. So I'd encourage anyone listening. If your parents can't be that support for you, or if you don't have that in your immediate family, for example, make sure that you find a mentor or someone you aspire to in the business community to kind of help you navigate all of that because having that support system is so crucial. Okay, so jumping on to the next question. So there's where you go there. I just I do want to say I think that is really critical and really crucial for your audience to I guess hear what you're saying with that because this journey is not easy. It's not always pretty. It is not mm. I'm sure we'll probably get into that, but you have to have people and people around you that support you or at least believe and if you don't then you're going to have to have that support in yourself because the numbers might look funny. The people will tell you no, no, no. And if you don't have anybody around you helping and supporting and continuing to pour into you, then you're going to have to be able to be that person even for yourself. And so that's really crucial. Oh, yes. All of that. I am 100% with you on that. I love that you brought that up. So when it comes to having an apparel brand, I know that there are so many people who want to have an apparel brand, right? I'm sure you get it a lot. I mean, we see, hey, I have a new t-shirt company. They're always popping up. So what do you think that you did to make Active Faith really stand out among all of the other apparel brands out there? Well, honestly, I think for us, it was more getting in a space that didn't exist yet. So, you know, there are, like you said, there were a lot of sports apparel brands at the time. There's a million more now than it was 10 years ago, whatever. But I think just carving out our niche, you know, it was something that we didn't have anything that was going to speak to us. And so that was a way and that was a lane that we were able to create to actually just really solve a problem for people that they didn't even really know that they were missing out on that they needed. And I think because of that, we were able to comfortably come into a lane that we could create and call our own. Um, There were several, like you said, there were several Christian t-shirt companies. And that's one thing that we made sure from the very beginning that we didn't want people to view us as, oh, just another Christian sports apparel brand. I mean, another t-shirt, Christian t-shirt company. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a complete sports apparel brand. And that took a level of, and just time for people to even try to understand what that was because it didn't exist. So if you could think of, well, what is the internet? Well, what is Instagram? Like all these things that didn't exist before and people, you had to teach people what it, you know, what it was and, and let them know like you actually do need and a problem that we're actually helping to solve for you. And so that's really honestly how I think that we were able to naturally just fit into and kind of stand out from some of the other brands. Ooh, you are dropping some gold. I hope people are taking notes and really keying into what you're saying because you're saying you created something that didn't exist. You found it a gap in the market and you were strategic in placing yourself there. And then there was something you said earlier in the episode where you said, you know, we were really, we've always been really connected to our faith and we love sports. So it just naturally meshed well together. And so, you know, as people are trying to figure out, well, I want to start a business. I want to be an entrepreneur. Instead of just like trying to start a random business, I would say like dig deep into yourself and what resonates with you and what's important to you and see what comes from that. What and you said, a problem that you're solving. I love that. I'm all about reminding people that with our businesses, we're not just out here trying to make a lot of money or trying to have cute, you know, branding. <laughs> you know, we're here to solve a problem. And the better you are at solving a problem, the more solid your business will be able to grow. And you know, like people say, spend time with people and eventually they'll reveal themselves. And it's the same thing. Like I think even with business, because you don't really love what it is that you're doing. You're not really passionate about what you're doing. Because of how hard it is, 
it's going to fizzle out. The bottom is going to drop, you know? And so you have to, and like I said, I'm not coming in from a place of, because there's, I would have never said I'm going to be in sports apparel or design or any of these things, you know, it just kind of worked itself that way. But like I said, from the foundation, sports and faith were something that were important. So merging that was able to create, you know, this, but definitely making sure that it is something that you enjoy doing because it's not always going to be pretty. <laughs> I love that. Yes. You have to be passionate about what you're doing. And, you know, people say that you should get a job that doesn't feel like work, you know, but it's like, no, actually entrepreneurship is a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of days you're not. You can do a whole podcast on the myths of entrepreneurship. There's a exactly. lot of myths out there that people are like, oh, that's what you think it is. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes. Okay. So next I want to know, what is it like being in business with your husband? I've shared a lot of perspective on the podcast, you know, from my personal experience with being in business with Terry for our gym business, the league, but I'd love for listeners to kind of have a different viewpoint. And I actually haven't interviewed anyone else who is in business with their husband. And I get this question all the time. So what is that journey? People ask me that all the time too. And it's such a layered question just because, and actually right now is actually perfect time for people to kind of understand just because of where we are right now and with COVID. So a lot of people right now are experiencing a lot of time at home with their significant other or their, whether it's their spouse, whether it's their friend. And there's a lot of time that you're spending together. And so I think it has a lot of pros and cons, you know, they like I say everything in moderation is good. It's good because I think, you know, some of the pros obviously are you get to spend a lot of time with each other. You're working toward another common goal, which obviously is what you have in marriage as well. But then again, being able to separate work from business is, is one thing that can always be challenging because obviously, you know, I don't, we don't have children or anything, but when people say like, oh, when they have kids, their life becomes around their kids and a conversation becomes around their kids and all those things. And I've always just kind of jokingly said, well, if, you know, active faith has been our baby, oh, it causes us stress, it causes us joy, it brings us happiness, da-da-da, just like, you know, a baby. And so I think just having to try to really truly be intentional about finding the balance between work and home life, I think is really, really critical because it's hard to just switch it off because especially as entrepreneurs, you don't have a set time where some people are able to just, you know, come home. And then once the work day is over, it's like, Oh, Hey, Hey, honey, how was your work day? Well, for us, it's like, I know how your work day is. And actually I need you to hurry and finish that thing because I need to hit the deadline. Okay. I want to finish this so that I can also do this. And, you know, and then you just want to like decompose and just breathe. And, and a lot of times that can be separate. And so, you know, I think you just have to, when you're working with your spouse, really try to be intentional about how you continue to, build even outside of that and spend time outside of that where even like you're know, going to dinner like let's not talk about work because this is not a work meeting you know that's hard it's just so natural it is so hard and it's harder for me than it is for terry and it always has been i could talk about our businesses all day every day and terry is like babe you know it was a problem at one point really in the beginning because i would just you know always talk about especially in the evenings and so what we did is we created a weekly meeting which, you know, we hadn't had up until this point to where that was like the time container for all the business stuff. Of course, we talk about business stuff throughout the week if it's urgent. But if it's not urgent, let's just talk about it in our weekly meeting. So that helped a lot. <laughs> but do you find that like either you or Lanny, one of you is geared more toward work, 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 and one of you is more chill or are y'all both just like... Lanny's really, he's work, 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 but he's also, I think he's really good at being able to separate. Where for me, it's like, oh, no, I don't like how you answered me with that. And so I'm not, I can't just flip it off all of a sudden. Oh, yes. Like after work, because no, but he's really good at being able to do that. 
but I was definitely saying like he's more work, 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 but I think I've kind of more been intentional about trying to separate it. And he does too, but he has a lot, you know, a heavier load as well. So um, at times. Yeah. I love that. That's super duper helpful. I know if there's any married preneurs listening right now, those tips are going to be helpful. So I love that. Okay. What would you say when you think of your whole business journey, what's led to your business success? Because Active Faith has, I mean, blown up. I was reading through your bio and I mean, seeing all the different publications you've been featured on. And I mean, I'm seeing all different types of athletes, NFL, NBA, wearing, you know, Active Faith bands and I mean, it's my mom's favorite. I know she's not famous, but my mom loves Active Faith. I get it for her for Christmas every year. Thanks for your support. Yes, yes. So just what do you think has really led to your business success? You know what? I think with our brand, it's more inspirational than like aspirational where what a lot of these brands are. It's like, do this, do this, and you'll be this. You know, where for us, I think it's something where the message really resonates with a lot of people and inspires them just personally. And I think because of that, you know, we're always searching for, you know, obviously with us, we're really heavy in our faith. And I think a lot of times we're trying to pull inspiration or pull just something that can continue to just keep us going. And I think obviously, yeah, our temples are important and we want to make sure that our bodies are, you know, are right and we're being healthy and all these things. But a lot of times we need something that speaks to us and, you know, and helping us to continue to go. And you mentioned like the athletes, but I mean, the stories that touch my heart too are just the ones that people write in about, you know, whether somebody's in the hospital and they're going through their cancer treatment and just being able to have on something that says, walk by faith, not by sight, I can do all things through Christ. Like, I think that's really why we've been able to continue to have the success because you share that with people, you know, things that are trendy come and go, you know, but obviously the word stays forever. And so I think there's always something that people can resonate with. And obviously the consistency of us just trying to continue to have something, you know, for people to be able to purchase and share and just continue to inspire them, I think is why. And I mean, I would be remiss to say if it wasn't obviously God's grace and favor, because there have been so many times that this could have been like, you know, done or whatever. And God has just continued to bless us and bless the business. And so I really do think it's the consistency. And I really do believe that it is because it's so inspirational for people. And that is what motivates and just continues to push people. Ooh, that's so good. I love it. I love it so much. When you look back on you know, where you started, you said 10-ish years ago. And I think about this a lot with us as well. Like, you know, there were so many things that you just don't know when you're starting out as an entrepreneur. Like you can Google stuff, but there's some things you don't even know that you need to Google. You don't even know that you need to know, right? So, yes, just baby entrepreneur. When I look back at baby entrepreneur, Ashley, in 2013, I'm like, Lord Jesus, bless it. (laughs) But when you look back, what is like one piece of advice that you know, you would give yourself back then, you know, knowing what you know now, looking back, what would you tell yourself? And the idea is that, you know, there's entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs to be listening in and they're getting ready to launch their businesses. What is a piece of advice that you'd give them? You know, you really do have to give yourself grace because nothing goes as planned. Nothing goes as planned and you have to be gracious to yourself during that time and you have to adjust and learn from that, those things. So instead of allowing it to be something that deflates you and discourages you, like you need to be able to look at it, figure out, okay, look at the data. That's really one of the things that we've had to learn. Look at the data and make decisions off of that. Mm. When you're able to look at the mistakes or look at the lessons or why something didn't work, instead of giving up, you say, okay, how can we pivot? How can we change this? What could we have done better? Or now that we know that that doesn't work, we're just going to have another step 
based on the research, based on what we've experienced to make a better decision and to turn it this way. And if that doesn't work, you keep pivoting, you keep moving. First of all, you know, even as you excel and as your audience's businesses excel, there's always going to be something at the next level. And so Mm -hmm. you're never going to be in a situation where you're always just completely riding it out, completely comfortable. Even the major brands, the the huge corporations and the brands, nobody's sitting just comfortable all the time. You have to, I think you always have to continue to be learning your business, staying in it and staying, you know, ahead of what's going on and just being able to, like I said, just be gracious with yourself. And when something doesn't go well or as you thought it would, don't get discouraged in that, but figure out like, okay, well, that didn't work. What can I do to pivot and change? And that is a critical thing that we had to learn, especially in the very, very beginning. And it honestly, I think, pointed us in a new direction that was very beneficial to our business. Because we didn't know, yeah. Yes, girl, give yourself grace. Understanding that nothing is wasted, you know? It can feel like that in the beginning stages where it doesn't seem like anyone's showing up to your Instagram lives or there's crickets, you know? But you're building on everything you do. And it's funny, I'm actually going through a rebrand process right now, but by the time this episode's live, my new website will already be out. And I was just really going back and forth. Like the logo process was really tough for me. And I actually remembered something Lanny posted and it was y'all's first logo compared to your logo now. And then he did it for like Nike and a whole bunch of like big brands, their first logo. And he did like the iterations. And it was so encouraging to me because I realized this doesn't have to be the end all be all logo, you know, like it can change again. I'm going to do the best I can, but I can't not relaunch or rebrand because I'm so stuck on it not being maybe the most perfect thing ever. So I think like even us as individuals, you know, we don't stay the same. We grow and we evolve and we become better versions of ourselves, you know, just through life. And so I think it's the same thing even with business. And just a quick story, just even about that, you know, when we started out, our goal, our focus, was to get in all the Christian stores, the Christian retail stores. And crazy enough, none of them would take us. And it's like, wait a minute, how can our target audience, our target market, not understand or not take us? And that's because they really, they didn't understand. They were behind the times as well and didn't understand the product, didn't think their audience would you know, resonate with it and understand it. So, I mean, that was very discouraging because you know we're out at conferences trying to sell stuff and now where we know just like thinking of like oh well macy's and academy all these different places that people come in to buy apparel well we're going straight to christian stores this is where we need to be and because that didn't happen it forced us to figure out another way another method which brought us to e-commerce platform and Mm -hmm. at the time e-commerce wasn't popping (laughs) it was not how it is now but we were able to work through those kinks, get up and going in hindsight is 2020, like literally it up on e-commerce. And I mean, and then those same stores were calling us now to put us in their stores. You know, mm. oh, I'm just, so like I was saying, even in that point, it was hard. Like I said, it was discouraging, but it forced us to have to figure out another plan and figure out how to redirect and where else to go because we still knew and believed in our product, believed in what we were selling and we just had to get it out and let people know about it. And so, we wouldn't have ever had that in any business plan, in any strategy, you know. Wow. To be told no over and over again, but to still believe in your product and to pivot and say, well, we're going to sell it differently. And for then that to fast forward to a global pandemic be huge for you. Of course, e-commerce is big now, but it wasn't then. Like, that's what I mean by nothing is wasted, right? Like, you have to understand that, especially knowing that God is in control and, you know, if 
your heart is right and your intentions are right and you're working in excellence, like you got this. You, got, you just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other. So that is really, really beautiful. And protection because God can see what we don't. And so he is putting us in the best possible situation for us to be successful, you know? Absolutely. So that's obviously a huge challenge. Would you say that's one of the biggest challenges y'all have faced? Are there other challenges that you face as an entrepreneur that could be helpful to share? You know, one of the things too is like, you're not going to be able to please everybody. And Mm -hmm. no matter how well your intentions are, no matter how much good that you're doing, you just have to be, you have to just understand that you're not going to please everybody. And no matter what you do, there is always going to be someone upset. And that can be really hard because you know the hard work that you're putting in. You know what you're trying to provide for your audience or your customers. And for people to try to tear down what you're doing, you have to just understand and know that people are coming from all sorts of different places. And they project, you know, that on you. And so not getting caught up so much in, like I said, there's a difference between constructive criticism and, you know, just people coming from just hurt and broken places mm-hmm. to put that on you. And just, you know, staying true to yourself. Because like we said before, nothing goes as planned. Nothing really literally goes as planned. And so I really think that is really just still crucial and key for your audience to know is you have to be steadfast and you have to continue to just move forward and not allow those things to deter you. Because you're going to hear no. You're going to have people that don't understand. You know, you're going to feel like wanting to quit. You're going to feel like, is this worth it? You know? And I think, like you said, like just even whether it's, there's so much research now too. So whether that's, you know, following other brands or, you know, just researching, staying on top of the trends and seeing what people want. I think that's critical as well. And that I think it's beneficial for us. I know now one of the things that, you know, that we didn't really do, well, we kind of did a little bit in the beginning, but just kind of always just making, staying in tune with our audience and what they want, because at the end of the day, we're servicing them. You know, obviously we're still trying to bring people to Christ through our brand, but at the same time, we want them to be happy. So we try to get their feedback. You know, we want them to feel involved. We want them to know that we're doing this together. So I think, you know, having your audience, making sure that they're always kind of standing tune with what their customers want. Because if your customers are happy, they're going to share. So like for you, if you're happy and you love it and you share with your mom and now she loves it and she's going to share with her mom, word of mouth is the best thing that you can do. And, you know, and have and the loyalty that your customers will have with your brand. So, so good. And on that vein, a question that just popped up in my head in terms of scale, like as your business grew, I remember when I think one of you recently posted a picture of all these boxes in your apartment in Houston and y'all were fulfilling yourself. And then I remember a conversation we had brunch at Snooze and you were talking me through y'all going on with a fulfillment company and having to navigate that. So how did you approach scaling your business? You know, of course, in the beginning, you know, years, it was like, okay, it's just me and Landon, we got this, we could do this. But how did that look as you begin to really scale? Well, it's so funny because even with that, I mean, we scale very quickly. And even to this day, I don't even know if fulfillment was still the best decision just because of the cost of fulfillment and all those things. Now, obviously, because we were so spread thin and, you know, the designer, the customer service, the package, like everything, you know, we had to make a quick business decision. Obviously, it didn't help because it helped free our time. But if we went back and did it again, we'd probably still keep it in-house, but just kind of have hire people within, you know, that kind of way. And we're still kind of thinking about that and doing that. But it was a, just a rush and a floor. And we we couldn't do it anymore. Like we literally couldn't. So we were forced to have to make a decision. And that was the best decision for us at the time. 
because we weren't in a position to even know HR and who do we even start to hire? Where can we hire? And then, you know, you know how that is now, especially with things when you hire people, that responsibility and that load is big. Yeah. And so you just want to be in a, like I said, we're steady, just growing. And, you know, we're trying to make sure that this is going to sustain and not just, a, you know, just something for right now. I mean, that's just what we had to do, but yeah, it still freed us up, but we've definitely had to, you know, continue to switch fulfillment centers and all that. So, I mean, that's not something that we're just still completely happy yeah. with, but yeah. I love that background. And I love your transparency around, like, I'm not even sure if, you know, that's exactly how we're going to do it ongoing. And it's so important because again, I think it's important to kind of come behind the curtain and show entrepreneurs like, hey, we're all figuring it out. Like you can figure it out too, as you're going through this journey. Don't think we have it all figured out because we have these huge businesses and such. And also I like to think about scale in the beginning. And it's not that you're going to scale immediately. Y'all's business did just take off, which is a blessing and it's amazing. Not everyone's business will, but it's good to have scale in mind. What happens when we have a million orders to fulfill and you know it's no longer just the few that we have? How are we going to think about that? And so in my Prove It Plan formula, I actually have phases of the business is one of the exercises we do to kind of walk through so you can have like a bird's eye view of what that looks like in your business as you're even planning it so that you're able to kind of adapt whenever those moments come. And I, and I think it's really important that people just also trust the process and be present in the journey where you are because there's so many lessons in the beginning stages in, in the figuring out that if you just have this plan that goes, a, B, C, D that you think, you miss steps. And so because of so many things that happen even in the beginning, it really helps us navigate now. And when new challenges arise, we're able to think through the past. When we bring people on, like we'll know how to, and like we said, we won't know everything, but we all have a lot of experience from the stuff, from the failures, from the mistakes that happened earlier on. And just even still through the course of the business, because like you said, like we talked about earlier, you're always growing. You're always learning. You, I mean, hopefully you are, you know, we're life learners. And so I think that was good that you said too, that nobody has it all figured out. Even these major corporations and these brands, they're constantly failing. They're constantly making mistakes. They're constantly having to learn. They're, you know, and so that's okay. That's okay. You just have to ride out your journey and just continue on and just learn. Absolutely. So what do you have? What are the other irons in the fire outside of Active Faith? I know you have so much going on and I love to see you sharing all about it. So if there's anything else you want to just share and talk about? Well, you know, what's so funny. It's just like, as we're talking about this, I am working on courses because people ask me all the time about, oh, how do I start this business? How do I start this apparel company? So, you know, that's one thing that I do want to help people because it's not easy and people think it, you know, and you don't know what you don't know. I know that people a lot of times don't have access to someone that they know that's in a business or how to get those questions answered. Obviously, there's a lot of research out there. But some people do, with everything else that they have going on, need a one-stop shop. And so that's something that I want to do. I want to help people to be able to do that. And then I'm also, you know, going to start a private label as well. So where at the end, if you want to work through me, I can help you, obviously, with the connection that I have. Instead of, you know, what I guess the process already in place to do that. But if not, you just have the courses that you can do as well. And then obviously, aside from that, you know, I'm always just trying to continue to inspire, especially women to be the best versions of themselves, to believe in themselves. You know how it is. Like, if you hang around me enough, you're going to believe in yourself. Like, if, any, if anything, that's it. So I think that's something that really just still brings me a lot of passion and something that, you know, I wanted to has nothing to do with just money, but just pouring into women and just loving on them. Love that. It's beautiful. Now, this is a question I ask every single guest. 
And it's just, what is the one thing that you can do this week to bring you closer to the best version of yourself? And I ask that question because I like to take big goals and dreams and ideas of who we want to be and like make a micro, you know, what do I do on a regular basis to be the best version of myself? For me, I think that's continuing to give myself grace and trust God's timing. I'm really intentional about that because for me, I want to be doing and walking in purpose that he has and that he wants to be doing for me because I know if I'm walking in that, then I'm going to be the most fulfilled that I can be, period. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just being intentional and spending that quiet time is what I like to do a lot just to, because that helps me to be the best version that I can be, you know? And I know that probably sounds cliche. I don't know your audience, but that just helps me stay grounded from a day-to-day thing and not get too far in the future, but just trying to, you know, appreciate and just learn and be guided that way. Absolutely. Yeah. I actually just shared an episode called my morning routine. And the idea was helping people be inspired to kind of start strong. And one of my pieces, my morning routine was exactly that my quiet time. It's where I feel centered. It's so crucial. And if I go too many days without doing it, I start to feel all anxious and messed up and angry with my husband. <laughs> like, who am I? What's going on? And it's like, I need to meet with Jesus on a regular basis. So that's yeah, what I'll say with that and like making sure that I, I'm going to do some sort of workout like that for me is my own just where I can get my peace, where I can get clarity as well too. So, you know, moving, yeah, moving as well. Love it. So I want to do this last little bit. It's the lightning round where I ask just, I'm going to ask five quick questions. Just like simple questions. So just like rapid fire. First, okay. what is your favorite day of the week? Friday, maybe. Okay. Oh, you know, maybe Saturday, but maybe Saturday. Maybe Saturday. <laughs> okay. Sorry, bro, I am so indecisive. Like, I'm, let me channel in my taboo. Okay, let me channel in my taboo and just give some answers. There we go. I love it. I love it. Saturday. Do you prefer texting or talking on the phone? I prefer texting, even though I do that more. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. What's your favorite holiday? Christmas. Okay. What age do you want to retire? Ooh. It doesn't have to be an exact age. Maybe just an yeah. age. Girl, 36. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like today. All right. Today. Uh, maybe 40, 45. I can retire that, that. I mean, you know, I wouldn't stop working, but. Right. Steve. Just like comfortable and just, yeah, yeah. Love that. And then the last one, what would you say is your superpower? Um. Uh, Ooh, that's a good question. What is my superpower? Discipline. Mm, I can totally see that. You are one of the most disciplined people I know. So that does not surprise me. Awesome. Well, this has been so great. Thank you for chatting with me. You are one of the most, like I said, disciplined, beautiful, generous, motivating people I know. And I'm just so glad to call you friend. And I just love you so much. So thank you for being on the show. How can people connect with you online? Share anything you want. I'll be sure to tag each thing in the episode description so people can click the links to connect with well, you. You're not going to be able to just drop that down like that and not have me respond back to you, okay? Because you know how I feel about you and just the love that I have for you guys as well. And just being able to watch and see you grow and blossom and to actually come into your own as a businesswoman, as a mother and as a wife. I've loved watching this journey with you from afar and close up. And I'm just so proud of you. And I just definitely want to make sure that I give you your flowers because I am so proud and inspired by you as well every day to continue on. And I wish for you guys the blessings 
continued success that you guys have. So thank you. That's that. That's that, that's that on that. And uh, no, they can find me. Uh, my personal Instagram is I am Kirby, Kirby with an I. And then our business obviously is Active Face Sports. And so we're both there on Instagram as well. Awesome. Our website, activefacesports.com too, as well, if they want to. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I will link that in the show notes as well. And um, yeah, it'll all be there. Well, thank you so much, Miss Kirby. This has been amazing. I appreciate having thank you. See, I told you it was going to be good. Kirby really is a gem. I especially love what she shared about entrepreneurs kind of always having to be able to learn and grow and wanting and yearning for that. And even how the great business minds are doing that, always having to adapt and adjust and learn. So I just hope that anyone listening took that as a reminder to not let the intimidation of it all stop you. Meaning, oh my gosh, as I think about launching my business, it just seems like there's just so many pieces. I'm going to have to really stretch and do something that I'm not comfortable with. Yeah, that's what you're going to have to get really comfortable with doing, being comfortable with the uncomfortable, right? That's what entrepreneurship is. And especially, like she said, in those beginning years where you're just learning so much and it's so rapid, but just lean into it. Open up your heart and your mind to that, and it's going to make you a better business owner and you're going to be able to build a better brand, all right? Okay, so actually to that point, I talked last week on episode 44 about how I wasn't really excited about my rebrand process. It's not something that just, you know, gets me all excited when I think about it, but it was something that was important and needed in my business. And I walked through what that looked like for me and how I needed to do exactly what I'm saying is making space, not only in my schedule, but in my heart and mind for that process. So if you haven't checked it out, make sure you do. And also check out my new site, birdwilliams.com. I'm loving it. The rebrand, relaunching the website last week was just amazing. I really appreciate all the love. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Make sure to check it out and let me know what you think. All right. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Make sure that if you know of any entrepreneurs who might need to hear this, share the episode with them. Give them some encouragement, especially if they have an apparel brand that they're looking to start and thinking about how to differentiate it. Make sure you share episode 45 with them and let them know about the Bird Means Business podcast. All right. Talk to y'all next week. Are you ready for Terry's take? Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess so, but... I mean, you seem kind of unsure, but we're going to go with it. But you just couldn't, you okay? Just doing it okay, we'll just keep going. Okay. Well, guess what we talked to? We talked to one of our good friends today, Kirby. Yeah. Mommy's my best friend. Looks like I'm all going to kiss him. And she's my also my oh, best baby, friend. Oh, you're my best friend, too. You and Daddy and Trenton. But today, we got to talk to Kirby, who's one of our really good friends. Can you say Kirby? Kirby, but yeah, you know, Kirby. Kirby, you like uh, one million subscribers, but and then like her, and she's my best friend, too. Okay, she, Kirby's our best friend, our best friend, too, and she has one million subscribers. Wow. Well, she has a really cool business called Active Faith, and she has some really neat things going on. So Yeah, yeah, and she got some um, crazy, um, nice things. She has some crazy, nice things, yeah. Yes, they, um, um, they have, 
some um candy and set um and lollipops and sour patch and all. Yeah, we're gonna just imagine what she has at her house, like some candy and some really awesome things. Yeah, I think that's about right. Her and Lanny are pretty awesome. Yeah, candy and chocolate. Chocolate is candy and sour patch is candy. Maybe we'll go visit them in LA one day. That'd be a lot of fun, huh? Yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah, awesome. Well, did you pick up anything? Did you learn something from the episode? Yeah, I I learned some colors. <laughs> you tooted, don't you? You little stinkers, you tooted on my lap. No, I sit on it. And this is um, a small my... closet that we're in, so the smell is gonna just be so color. fun. Yeah. I love how you're just ignoring. You didn't know you didn't know the color. Alrighty, well, um, I'm glad that I was glad to have you on again. For Terry's sake, you want to yeah. say bye to the people? Goodbye, people. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'll say it for them. <laughs> Always stay happy and rise up. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> <laughs> bye, 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 bye.